0: So here we are again, Chris. Living with Rona One.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back. <laughs> um, what's what's that laugh you're doing? I don't know.
0: Actually, it's <laughs> just sort of
1: came out. <laughs> it's like a real like uh, it's a bit like Gaz Top in the early nineties. Yeah. yeah, I was going for I was going for Top. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, Chris. Yeah,
0: we should just get into it. What do you reckon? Whoa, straight in. Yeah, why not? Alright. Yeah. yeah, let's alright.
1: Yeah. Okay. Who's gonna go first, man? Um I'm gonna go first, if that's all right. That's fine by me. Okay. Here I go then. Right, here's the thing. Here we go again. Here we go again. It's my issues with films, right? Okay. Um and how am I gonna how am I going to frame it? No, I'm just going to go for it. I want there to be no more wigs in films. Really? A wig embargo, I think. Because now people are going to say, particularly the wig people, be like, you don't notice the good wigs. You're just noticing the bad ones. And I accept that that may be true. So there may be some wiggle room. But <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen too many bad wigs in films. Um, I mean, admittedly, I have been watching quite a lot of older films recently. Just, you know, it's just the way it's gone. But (laughs) a bad wig, it just really undermines the whole film. I lose my confidence. I'm just like, oh, please. And actually, I'd like to also just put in, while we're here, Mm. um, fake beards in films as well. You've had some really bad, uh, you know, some bad... Luck with with fakeness in your films. What are you I mean, have you got an example? Um, I don't think it's luck. I mean, you know, it's like it shouldn't it shouldn't have happened to me. I'm a victim in a way. Um I watched um I've got I'm on a bit of an Oliver Stone obsession because he's got a new memoir out, right? So it takes mm. him up to the year that he's forty. I haven't read it yet, by the way. I'm just like, ooh, I want to read that. So I'm sort of getting is it, prepped. Is it called <laughs> No Stone Unturned? It's not. It's called Chasing the Light, which I don't think is that good a title. And it really should have been called No Stone Unturned. No, it should have been called This Stone Will Not Turn or something. Yeah. Um... Anyway, um, it takes him up to till he's 40. And by the time he was 40, he had made, like, he'd written the screenplay for Scarface, and he'd written the screenplay for Midnight Express, and he directed a few things, Salvador and something else. Um, And uh, so I was like, oh, I've never seen Midnight Express. I'm like, I'm going to have to watch that. Have you seen it? Good movie. But do you remember the wig right at the beginning? What? No. (laughs) Woo! I'm imagining you haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen it for ages, yeah. No, it's um, it's a struggle. It's a struggle to get through the first 10 minutes. Who's supporting the uh, wig? <laughs> it's, it's your main guy, your American man who gets caught trying to smuggle drugs. Okay. Um, and it's one of those wigs that you, you're watching the film and you think, oh, well, he's clearly going to get his head shaved because otherwise we wouldn't need this wig. Do you know what I mean? You're like, why is he wearing this wig? (laughs) Um, It just does not look like anyone's real hair. It looks like a wig. Um, And I mean, it is like seventies, early eighties. So I mean, quite big hair and it just, just looks so bad. It's it's not part of
0: the plot. This is something that he's wearing as an actor.
1: Well, you can see. So in the plot, he then gets caught with the drugs and he goes to jail and they shave his head. They cut it really short. And then, so Mm. you're like, oh, okay, so scheduling-wise, this was probably filmed Mm. after they'd had to cut his hair and that's why he's wearing the wig. But Mm. um, that's exactly what it makes you think. Instead of thinking about the story, you just think, oh, they filmed this after they'd cut his hair. You've seen those films where yeah you might see a bad wig or you might
0: see something like a really bad set or something like that and the film is so good that it kind of transcends like that kind of you know rough at the edgesness a little bit oh um,
1: uh, what you mean you you're a bit like oh i respect it for being a bit rough at the edges it's going for a rough approach it's the no not really it's like the um <laughs> no not that oh, no oh
0: okay <laughs> um no, it's just like the story is just so compelling sometimes, and like the acting's really, really good. And then they're just you know, there's some really cl- real clangers in the art department or something. And <laughs> so, no, I'm, I just you know, I really love the story and I really love these characters and the acting and all that. And it's mm. kind of just you're just not bothered about the bad wig or no, the, the- oh,
1: no, I think it's still, I think it, that would probably annoy me more. But then you sort of, you kind of notice it
0: in passing and then you kind of go, oh no, but I'm, I'm totally in the story. So it's not, it's not bothering me.
1: Mm. Can you think of an example?
0: Well, I knew you were going to ask that. Um, Mm.
1: Mm. Uh, Have you ever ever seen Midnight Express?
0: I have, yeah. And there's this terrible wig at the beginning.
1: uh, (laughs) So good in the story, so compelling that you just go, no, I'm not bothered. Um, I'd be interested for you to watch that film again, you know, because I okay. think you might not think it's quite as good as you remember. Oh, okay. um, but um, I thought it was patchy. <laughs> um, I think um, it's quite. It hasn't. I think it hasn't aged terribly well.
0: Oh yeah, it's only open it, to that of having happened. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, John Hurt's very good in it. He's really um, good yeah so so uh, you know, Oliver Stonefest, I also watched just the other night the doors, right oh yeah, um I mean, there's some pretty bad wigs going on there yes. um, yeah have you have you seen it? Yeah, <laughs> do you remember see again have you not seen it for a while? It's that yeah. thing of like I mean, it's supposed to be sixties and big hair, and Carl mm-hmm. McLaughlin's playing I never know how to pronounce his name Ray Manzarek, Manzarek. And mm-hmm. uh, it just – I mean, I accept that some of the hair in the 60s kind of looked like a wig, but yeah. my goodness, yeah. it's just so obvious it's a wig. You know, it was just like, can we not have tried to – just get Karl McLaughlin to grow his hair long. Okay, actors, maybe it wasn't possible scheduling-wise, but, you know. Yeah. Um, but then later on, Jim – let's call him Jim Henson. I thought, Jim. I thought we were going to call him Jim Bowen. <laughs> uh jim morrison grows a beard right so you know gets a bit fat grows a beard and it's just like really could you not have just waited for val kilmer to grow a beard is it really bad it's not really bad it's not really bad but it's also a fake beard i can tell i can tell like Please, just, just, I know it doesn't really work like that with filming, but it's just like, I would love this, I would like this film so much better if you'd just taken a month off and Val Kilmer had grown that beard or you'd schedule it, you scheduled it around him having long hair and a beard and then mm. you'd kind of cut it, you know. Can you see the little string going over his ears? <laughs> no, it's not that bad. You know, I've seen a lot worse. I've seen a lot worse, but, um, Yeah. I just don't think that ever convincing. But then again, you know, the makeup and uh, hair people would say, ah, you think you haven't seen it because you didn't notice it was, it was a fake beard or a wig, you know? I mean, this is spoiling your enjoyment of the film almost. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a bit where (laughs) Jim Henson is having (laughs) sex with this um, sort of woman who she's a bit, you know, it's a bit shamanistic. um, And so they're having like this wild sex, and there's a kind of a shot from above, and you can see his his bare bum, you know, and uh, and then it cuts to like a different angle, and you can clearly see Jim Morrison's underpants, his flesh coloured pants, right? Oh, and no. then it goes back to the shot from above, and suddenly he's got a bare bottom again. Mm. It's just like, oh come on, these things annoy me. They just annoy me. Yeah, um, yeah they've dropped easy- the ball a few times, haven't they? In this. Yeah. A bit, But again, I think, see, Oliver Stone, I think, would be a bit like the argument you weren't making earlier, but I was trying to make for you, of like, no, it's a kind of, you know, there's a kind of roughness and readiness to this scene. It's all a bit wild. That's kind of the thing. It's all chaos and, you know, like, it mm. was a chaotic time and, you know, it's not really about reality. It's about the doors of perception, you know. So don't worry about the fact you can see he's wearing flesh-colored underpants. Just go with the yeah. wild tone of the whole thing. Yeah
0: but it's a bold move isn't it if, if he was thinking that um but I, I totally i'm on board with that i think that does work sometimes like in um, train spotting it's absolutely amazing some of the scenes um and you don't really notice it at the time but um there's a scene where they're doing a kind of drug deal in one of the in one of the rooms and they they've got like stage lights on on the ground in shot um and you just yeah. don't question it you just you just go yeah yeah and it's incredible like sort of design of the of the kind of um uh you know art department of that whole film Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. where they've gone for this kind of heightened reality really isn't it Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. taking as a kind of license to to go into that heightened reality and yet still totally kind of buy it and believe the the story and um
1: it's 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 certain um irony in you mentioning train spotting because one of the world's most famous bad wigs in films was worn by ewan mcgregor not long afterwards in emma have you ever seen that emma with gwyneth paltrow i don't think i've seen that no well uh, i mean you know i wouldn't rush but if you no. want to see a bad wig my goodness ewan mcgregor's wig in emma oh god dearie, deary me Deary me
0: i remember there was a spike milligan sk- sketch in um his series q um mm. All the sketch was was Spike Milligan coming up to a window and there's some characters on the other side of the window and he comes up to the window, looks through the window and then his wigs just starts revolving on his head <laughs> and, then he just away,
1: and that's the sketch. Um, was it better like that? Did it sort of revolve? Um, it does, yeah. It does do that. It's it when would, he gets yeah. excited about, you know, being involved in some bit of matchmaking. It just starts spinning. You can tell the character's excited. Oh, could just do with a matchmaker. now. <laughs> Orange. Anyway, oh. not a mint one,
0: no. Well, that's your sort of go-to, isn't it? But orange is like a love mm. ball when yeah. they came out. They're really good. Um, okay. I wonder if
1: Oliver Stone did didn't intend it. Um, and nah. can we? No, he just no. thought I wouldn't notice. He was just like, "Will that lad is now about eleven? When he grows up and he watches this." Yeah. Is he going to be annoyed by these flesh colored underpants? I don't think so. Mm. I don't think he'd even notice. Um, no. He was wrong. He was dead wrong. So it's The
0: Doors, isn't it? And the um, United Express. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're, <laughs> they're films that have kind of, you know, um, were made 20 years ago. Um, oh, plus. Plus. And. Um, I mean, is it happening now? Is this something that we have to sort of like throw in the living room 101 now? Or is it kind of a retrospective?
1: Oh. Oh. I don't want any films taken out of circulation because of it. I mean, I should probably clarify that because we don't want scenes suddenly disappearing from films, do we? Because Midnight Express, without the opening 10 minutes, you'd be like, what, what did he do? What, <laughs> yeah. what, what, why is he? Sorry, why is he actually in jail? Um. Yeah. So look, I'm I'm going to put up with it, all right, uh, up to this point. But from now on, no more bad wigs, please. Mm. But you see, I'm I'm honestly willing to go to the point that, that I'm I'm willing and I want. I'd like to ban wigs from films. If the actor can't grow the hair to be appropriate, then we'll just do without it. Like we don't need Midnight Express you know it would have been fine if he just had short hair if it you know it just cut his hair a little bit shorter and uh... i see where you're coming from yeah i mean i'm just trying to think
0: is this annoying me to the point where i want to put it into living room 101 or i mean it is, a, it is an important question isn't it about whether this is intended and whether you know it's part of a heightened look of a film or something where people are kind of going
1: oh no, well It's a good. Listen, it's a good point you make, and in fact, you've slightly stumbled upon something else. It's that heightened thing, right, that you get where if a film's set in the 80s, absolutely everyone has to be wearing really 80s clothes. Or if it's the 70s, you know, they've got to have a really wide collar and, like, a kipper tie. Not everyone has to, you know, like, not everyone in the 90s was wearing, like, acid T-shirts. And, you know, it's like, it wasn't, not not everywhere was the Hacienda just because it was 1995. Yeah, it's brilliant when you see 70s and, like,
0: even, like, all the old people were kind of, you know, they're in flares and, you know, <laughs> like, they didn't have flare trousers. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure my dad never wore flares in the 70s, you know? Oh, mine did. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. You did. But um, you make a good point. That um, 80s thing as well where, you know where it really hit home for me was in the um, Mad Men where everyone had to smoke. Mm. And, like, to the point where, every you know, it was really picked up, wasn't it, afterwards that, oh, isn't it amazing the way they're, you know this incredible evocation of the 1950s, where like you know there's this everyone smokes, and you know there's this real misogyny to women. And like, yes, there was that going on, but everybody in that in that series <laughs> was smoking and like really re- mis- misogynistic. Surely somebody, some guys <laughs> in the 1950s, didn't hate women. You know what I mean? Like, or, the, or they were quite a, a bit respectful to women. Um, yeah, yeah. And and the smoking and it just. I don't know, is that me just sort of, is it jarring because it doesn't happen now and I'm just noticing it more or did it just, or was it just too
1: heavily done? You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I think it's like, it's all like all good art. Oh, this is a bit sweeping, but you know, like good, certainly good acting, directing stuff. It's all really specific. It's all about like, be specific. Don't be generalised and it's Mm. just too generalized that it's just like tell a story and obviously it's got to have the right context of its time period but that that thing of just like the broad brush everyone wears 80s clothes everyone Mm. smokes at all times it's just too general to get it's it's jarring it's like no tell a really specific story and of course it's flavored by that time but it's these kind of broad brush films you can see them a mile off like these yeah. british embarrassing british films you're just like this isn't a film this is like a bad sunday night drama you know it's just like yeah. something really embarrassing about it it's like what's sometimes is 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 um some people like some
0: directors have got this incredible insight haven't they in, into uh their audience and the way that they're able to kind of portray a um like, say, the 1950s, um, but in a way that is palatable to a modern audience. So they're Mm. they're doing two things at once, and they have that insight where they kind of go, you know, a really, really top-notch director would be able to kind of go, no, that's too much smoking. You know what I mean? For example, they kind of go, yes, they did do that, but what I'm saying to you, uh, DOP, because you're arguing with me that everyone used to smoke like that, yes, um, I know that, Frank. I know that. But what I'm saying to you, Frank, (laughs) is that our audiences, it's too much. They're not going to, you know, it's going to get in the way and they're all—all are all they're going to be talking about is that smoking. Frank, 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 I know that. I know they used to do that, but nobody lived in the 50s who were watching this. That's what I'm trying to say to you, Frank. Please don't have, look, I'm the director, yeah, and we're not having that smoking in there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's my yeah. first job. I know it's my first job, Frank. But this <laughs> is a big deal for me, you know. It's it's important I'm, to me. Stop I know you've I know you've done twenty-three feature films. I know no. you have. I know you have. That's yeah. why that's why I wanted you on the project, Frank.
0: Yeah, and Frank, frankly, Frank, the fact that you have directed your own films, I know no, I know there's ten. I know this you've got ten under your belt, I know that. But ultimately, all I can go on is my hunch, Frank. Yeah. And we are instinctive people, aren't we, Frank? That's why I've employed you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know. What? No, no. I know. I know it's a low-budget film. I know there's no room for big egos. That's actually my point, Frank. That's actually my point. That's what I'm saying, Frank.
0: And sorry, you're the exec producer as well. I know that. Frank. Yeah, you have the power to fire me. Yeah, you you fired me. Yeah, I'm off the project. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm i i got. I'm... Is that definite? Um, when you say you're firing me, but you are the director of photography. Yeah, I know you're the exec producer as well, but. When you say is is that do I not come back tomorrow? Then is that what you are saying? Yeah, I see. No, no. Oh, you don't want to work with me again? Yeah, I see. Okay, yeah, that's is fine. There, no, just,
1: is there anyone else I could talk to as well about it as well, Frank?
0: Yeah. Is there? Um, could could I talk to Barbara?
1: No, Barbara's not. You're you're more seen at Barbara anyway, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, are I you, know that. I didn't realise that, Frank. I Frank Frank Frank. This smoking is actually okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, I've had certain thoughts about the smoking,
0: and actually, they all used to smoke like that, didn't they? So we really yeah. should depict
1: it in in its full reality, shouldn't we? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what, you know. Yeah, that's what happens. So there is, there is, you're right, there is a moral responsibility to show out how it happened. Well, how can I still, what do you mean? How can I still, because I'm agreeing with you now, so no. why would I, really? I mean, now, because I could, you know. The thing is,
0: um, what I was thinking, Frank, is maybe I could do second unit. No? You don't want me to do that either? Yeah. Well, I just, the thing is, I just got on really well with with Billy there because we were chatting in the, in. no, you don't, okay. It's
1: just I'm I'm very, I think the actors are going to, you know, so you could have a problem. Well, I'll go. Well, I will go. I'll have to. Well, I'm going now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bye. So yeah, I would you would hope there that like in Christian Bale style someone would have been recording that exchange and it would go on it would go online and, and um and you'd get your job back. I'd hope that for you. Yeah, I wonder whether um
0: people would come on come down on my side or whether they'd totally agree with Frank. I think Frank is very well respected, isn't he? Sorry. That's the thing. I mean he's got Gravitas, hasn't he? He's done ten yeah. features. I <laughs> mean he's only doing the DOP as a favourite of Barbara. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um <laughs> yeah just, so um but my point being like you know a good a good director not not
1: me obviously but a good director would be no, no, not, not obviously not you you don't have to say that you don't have to knee-jerk self-deprecate well anyway
0: um <laughs> it's amazing isn't it when you see that and I think train spotting is a good example of that because I think there was some incredible like bold decisions taken in mm. filming and in the edit, I'm given to understand. Yeah. Uh, That's what happens of-
1: when, um when you've got a director with the talent of Frankie Boyle, isn't it? <laughs> How am I going to put this in? Oh, um, so you're, what is it exactly? It's, it's basically... It's bad wigs in films, and oh, it's on. also broad brush um, period costumes. Yeah, let's get this right. I mean, let's put it in. We want to get this right. Don't yes, we? yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Especially, also, like, you know, like you're a director. You know, who knows what happened with me, but I think you know, professionally speaking, it's important for you not. It'd be good for you to know that you won't be tempted by a bad wig in the future. Well, it'll be it's first base, isn't it? Bad wigs. Mm, I mean, I think you so. know that, you, you're looking through the lens, and
0: you go, "Oh, that's a bad wig." Surely, you need to just kind of hold your hand up and say, "I know." <laughs> Started, but that's a bad wig. Please yeah. sort that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 So there it is.
1: It's go. true. It's true. Let's let's face it, it's true. Um well thanks. That's good. I'm you know, I'm I, I feel good. I feel good. So go on, what have you what have you got for me? Okay. Yeah, what I've got for you, Chris,
0: is another it's another um new baby related uh um one. And um yeah, because that's sort of all consuming at the moment, really and um which is how it should be which is good but um i came across seeing this thing the other day which uh really was quite irksome and it's mm. so yeah so there's this thing where like a baby can be sort of um quite what is called um quite fussy <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and this 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 term fussy fussiness yeah <laughs> um and but I want to sort of make it a bigger thing, which is like euphemisms for things that are really quite full on that people sort of downgrade by giving them this label of something quite palatable, and, um, oh, and, mm-hmm. and it doesn't describe it in any way the sort of the extent to you know what this thing is being described is you know yeah um, so the the first example really is is this word fussiness about. um about a baby and um so a baby can be kind of fussy when they're breastfeeding yeah mm. and that's how it's described fussy when they're breastfeeding but what that means is the baby is screaming yeah yeah it sort of looks like it is in physical pain and is mm. like really bad time and um as a new parent who hasn't slept for quite a long time you're you're, you're sort of you know your nerve endings are, are jangled and um you every time your baby cries, it kind of it's like having a raw nerve exposed and it mm-hmm. being flipped repeatedly mm-hmm. um by the baby. That's what it feels like. And you kind of mm-hmm. and and I was thinking about this um knowing that i was gonna sort of raise this and I was thinking about a way to describe it, it's a bit like if you you know drink you drink alcohol and your tolerance to alcohol sort of goes up over time, yeah? Yeah. It, with With baby crying, it's the opposite. Basically, for me, my experience of it anyway, is that my tolerance goes down. And so you sort of, Mm. when it first starts, you kind of, you can put up with it because it's a new thing and you kind of go, yeah, I can put up with that. And then it goes on and on. And over time, like, as soon as it happens, you're like suddenly in that zone of like, oh, what can I do? What can I do about the baby? Mm -hmm. And, And feeling like, you know, this... Exposed raw nerve and a wet rag. I mean, that's what it makes it makes you feel like you just go, oh oh no, I'm a wet rag. What can I do? Oh, I must I must do something to make this make this you know better. And yeah. um yeah, and that you're, you're is,
1: also you're getting more and more tired. I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, I guess that's why your tolerance is going down because you're more tired. Yeah, you put your finger on it. And um but so the way this is described though, because so you're then reading the blogs, so you're going like right, we, we want to get to the bottom of this and. You know, um, and um, you're reading the blogs and the way it's described, you know, oh, fussiness at the breast, you know, right. um, oh a little bit fussy in the evenings, you know, <laughs> you know, and it's like, that sounds like some, I don't know, it just sounds like, um, you know, an elderly person may be kind of, you know, not sure what kind of fruit they want from the fruit counter i'm being a bit fussy with my selection of my fruit you know it, it sounds like one of those um spoiled cats who will only yeah. eat salmon oh yeah i'll turn my nose up at that a cat and then just pounces out out of the french windows yeah
1: <laughs> yeah exactly
0: fustiness. that's fussiness, you know that's and it's not it's not it's not yeah. describing the kind of white heat of the situation in yeah. in our part when when um when the baby's crying, you know, and and you want to sort it. Oh, fussiness in the. Oh, he's so fussy in the evenings. Oh, you might get some fussiness, and it's never. So, yeah, and what I think what the problem is is that the expert, so called, is like using this terminology, and then they're sort of, you know, the new mothers or the new dads are all kind of they're buying into it and they're having to use it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, all you want to say is no. There's like this. There's a banshee, you know, um, and. Um, we, we, we love the banshee and we, we really want to make things better for the banshee. Um, mm. and that's, you know, but it's, but our nerve endings are now have now sprouted out of our bodies mm. and are being, you know, those like, you know, those sort of like fiber optic like lights yeah that come out. So that's basically just all over our bodies. That That's the extent of our nerves are now on the outside of our bodies. And those Gosh. little pink lights at the end of it, someone's just running their hand up and down. There was oh. like optics. Yeah. Just like, yeah. you know, flicking the nerves and the other. So the reason I'm making it a bigger thing is because this happens in other sectors. And I was thinking about where mm-hmm. else does it happen? And so it's like, um, maybe think of like, you know, when, when torture is described as stress positions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's good.
0: But people sort of talk about, like, Oh, you know, we use stress positions to, you know, when we're interrogating or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, no, no,
1: that that's torturing someone. Sorry, mm-hmm. that is torturing mm-hmm. someone. And, like mm-hmm. stress, a stress position yeah, is you've a been standing <laughs> up straight for three and a half days. How are you feeling? Quite stressed, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's just horrible. I mean, it's it's awful.
0: But a stress position is a middle manager in a in a in a company that you know produces I don't know <laughs> printers. You know, um, oh, no that would be stressful. Fucking printers yeah or an events company during corona you know that's like a yeah. you know yeah you, you're experiencing some stress there that's a that's a stress position you know mm-hmm. not don't describe torture as stress position just tell it what it is that's torture you're torturing someone you know and and it's, and it's horrible but it's that so it's that euphemism for yeah. um for something that is like quite extreme really um, and you're trying to,
1: I don't know, it's people I trying thought, to... Um, I, I remember one, this used to really get to me. It, it happened, I remember it happening at university. Uh, maybe it doesn't happen so much now. Although if one of my friends said it now, it would annoy me. But there was a bit of a thing that that went round, which was if you'd like got really drunk, and particularly if you'd taken drugs the night before, they would say, um, you'd say, oh, how are you? And I'm like, oh, God, exhausted. I was a bit naughty last night. <laughs> Oh, what did you do? Did you take a crayon and draw on the wall, did you? What did you do? You mean you took drugs? I mean, yeah, okay, but that's just – that's not naughty. You're not a child.
0: Yeah. Oh, God, it is. But it's also like the people who are saying it, isn't it, in that context, because if it was sort of – I don't know, maybe like one of your lecturers at college or something, you turn up to the tutorial or whatever, and like you're absolutely – Knacked, do you know what I mean? From the night before, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. said, "You know, oh, oh, you're being a bit naughty last night." You know, like, <laughs> yeah, he like, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. just want to. say,
1: No, it was it was extremely bad behaviour. You know, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I broke the law. Um, and yeah. paying the price. Yeah, and then. Yeah, no, it's just, an, it's just annoying. Have you thought of suggesting something else for the baby? I'm just wondering, if you thought about trying to get banshee into a verb? Maybe say it's bansheeing at the breast, bansheeing <laughs> yeah. in the evenings. Because maybe you, so you need to know. take proactive steps and like get on the boards, get on the message boards, and start making some suggestions.
0: Yeah, well, I, I've done that in the past where you've sort of um, – it's helped, actually, where you kind of appropriate um, – situation and and like g- make it your own by giving it you know your own uh label whatever so uh <laughs> um i won't i won't say it was but i um i lived with somebody once who was a really really loud snorer
1: mm. yeah mm.
0: and um, and so we'd call it um bisoning you know um <laughs> there's a lot of bison going on because like, it was it was like a bison it sounded like a bison yeah, um, yeah. and um so that, that was you know, it made it easier to deal with really because you were sort of like um but I think that was okay because you know it's a bison and it's comparable to the noise it was very mm-hmm. I think it was quite a good description you know yeah. of um what was going on like it yeah. was like having a herd of bison in the house you know when yeah. when it was happening um so I think, yeah, you're right. We we might actually we might use banshee um, Yeah,
1: yeah. I just just get on the board absolutely. and try and change. You know, change the culture. You yeah, gotta, yeah. you know, you gotta be an activist on the on the fussy scene. You know, fussing and depressed. You know, fussy. Oh, he's a bit fussy. Fussy, depressed. Ah, um, not yeah. fussy.
0: The other problem is that actually some people who are because it doesn't describe it accurately. I think some people say, well, no, he is a bit fussy, and 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 maybe in that situation they're thinking oh no he does you know he he just and but they're sort of commenting on something that's not a problem because you know fussiness if it was mm-hmm. in reality of a in, a in a baby is is fine isn't it it sounds fine that it's mm-hmm. just a baby and I like going oh maybe i won't have a little drink now
1: maybe i'll <laughs> later you know it also Rather- sounds a little bit like it's the parent's fault like maybe just don't let him be so fussy maybe don't put up with that you know You know, it's a bit fussy in the evenings. Oh, just don't stand for it. (laughs) In the early stages, you have have very little
0: say in the process, really, um, or control over it. Oh, I know.
1: You know. There you go. Um, So that's what I want to put in. I mean, are you you wanting to put in the the generalised, that thing of, like, things being underplayed? I mean, it can Uh, be quite funny to... to downplay things like that, yeah. you know, like it can be used in quite a funny way. Um, yeah. like if someone's, you know, I, I my mean, I do it to you sometimes where you'll say something like quite a serious suggestion, but I, I don't think it's, uh, appropriate. And I'll say, Oh, don't be daft. Yeah. Like what you're being is daft. You know, it's just been yeah. daft. He's being daft or silly. Silly is a brilliant word. You know oh he's just being a bit silly oh he's being silly yeah um so so you know it can be can be used for comedy comedy means i suppose if you were calling me silly and i was out um
0: joyriding in nick cars yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
1: you
0: know, because it's like there's a
1: juxtaposition isn't there of like um yeah. the activity but um <laughs> oh he's been a bit silly he's been a bit silly he's got in a bit of trouble if if uh It depends who said it and it depends how they said it. It is, yeah. It depends what it's describing, doesn't it? I don't think it's like funny enough to save this, though, to be honest, you know? No. Calling taking drugs naughty and, um, you know, a a bansheeing baby calling that fussy is very annoying. Um, Mm. Calling a stress position a stress position, um, that's probably a bit more than annoying, isn't it? Um, I feel like I can't really comment on that one too much.
0: Well, it was um, a bit of
1: an example, yes. Okay, well, hang on. What are you asking me to put in? Um, <laughs> specifically? I think it should be,
0: if it's not done for comedy value, um, then the making something more palatable than mm-hmm. it actually is by giving it the kind of weakened, watered-down description yeah. Um is really annoying. Yeah. Um and I suppose I need to take it away from the stress positions because as you point out, yeah, that's not annoying, that's just awful. Um, <laughs> um, so, no, let's, um, let's be I want you to I want you to put using the word fussy to describe um a very loud bansheeing baby into living room one and one.
1: Yeah, that's fine, that's going in great you know when you put a banana in your bag um why do you always forget it's in there and find it 10 days later and it's absolutely covered all your possessions in squished banana <laughs> I what I want I don't know quite how you're gonna help me but what I want is look I, I like a banana um mm. I mean not that much but I feel like I should eat them and I'm a big snacker I like to put a banana in my rucksack. Mm. But I'd like there to be an inbuilt alarm system where if it's been 24 hours, then I have definitely forgotten about that banana. And I'd like, I'd like mm. the bag, possibly the banana, to let me know. You know? Okay. Um, a couple of things on this. One is like the way you're saying ban- banana.
0: You're saying banana. Um,
1: <laughs> no, it's one of my. It's one of my most Scottish words. I know that.
0: Banana. Yeah uh i know someone else who's who's scottish originally who also um it's a weird one because she also has an english accent um like i'm not saying you have a totally english accent but you Whatever. have like a you, yeah. you, <laughs> you have a soft scottish accent and um she's the same and but she yeah. b- 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 but word banana particularly <laughs> that um i can't say it other than the way you're saying it by the way um so that's how do you, in- how do you say it i say banana usually ah oh. Okay. Banana, yeah, I, think I say that's that. That's
1: why. I, that's yeah. a long A. Why? Well, have a banana in the bath.
0: I have a banana in the bath. Nobody underneath is saying banana. Really? Believe me. Yeah. Okay. Um, but um, yeah. So she says it as well, like that way. So I wonder. Anyway, that's um. <laughs> well, <so laughs> any Scottish person says it that way. I assure you. Yeah, indeed, the second thing is you can. You know, you can get like a banana.
1: Um, case that you ah. put the banana in, like a plastic case ah, no chance you know what i how i feel about stuff that case isn't going in my dojo mm. not putting a, a case in there oh you the rest of your stuff when it went off if you forgot about it look I'll just, really. okay okay it would be slightly less annoying but i tell you i'll just find a really old banana and a case in there in 10 days time instead what i need is an alarm system I mean, I've literally, I'm looking at it now, my laptop, I was actually in a professional situation the other day and someone was looking at my laptop and he said, and it's got two like, um, it's like train tracks going up from the bottom left corner that are like lighter than everything else, like two stripes up in my screen. And, uh, he was like, "Oh, what's happened there? And you know what happened there? I forgot I had a banana in my bag. I put my laptop in. And then when I discovered the lap, the, the the smushed banana. A couple of days later, all over my books, a number of books I've ruined with these smushed bananas. And uh, yeah. opened up my laptop. Yes, yeah, screen. It's, it's banana. It's banana. <laughs> it's banana.
0: Wow. Um So I was going to say, like, squish banana is quite like a sort of squish slug or
1: something, isn't it? And then but now you've got like a trail of the banana on the screen, as if it was a slug. Exactly. I mean, everything else, you know, you can get... I mean, not a book. Book's pretty much ruined. But, you know, obviously, I could get the banana off the laptop in general. But no, the screen, is it's just it's just say like that. Uh, how did the um, professional person in question react? <laughs> he was like, oh, mm. like that. I <laughs> <laughs> bothered me. Really. No. Um, yeah. I mean, he's sort of my friend, to be honest. But, you know, it was... Yeah. It was, you know, it was, you know, it was commented upon. And I just thought, that's uh, that banana's fault. Like, I remember you. Don't think I've forgotten you. Yeah. I mean, and that, all yeah. Your friends, and all your friends and all your friends that have done it to me.
0: And the other annoying thing about a banana is that it, it goes brown and like they go off. Uh, and, like, just in a matter of like an hour or a couple of hours. Like yeah. once, once they've
1: left the bunch, they just sort of give up. They kind Why of go, oh, do that. No, why do they do that? They I've just got, go brown. Honestly, I've got two currently in my kitchen in the fruit bowl, and there were three. Mm-hmm. I ate one this morning. I didn't want it. I did really was not in the mood for it. But they're going brown, and I just thought you've going to have to eat one. Otherwise, we're going to start seeing fruit flies around here. Yeah, this, these are going brown. It's going brown at the end. You've got Too to brown. get them eaten, or you've got to throw them out. You know. Yeah, I mean it's annoying. Is it because they're hot housed? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I'm not even sure what that means. You mean the way they're grown might make them more susceptible to, to bruising going off quicker? Who knows? <laughs> <But> the other
0: <laughs> the other fruit that goes brown quickly, once you've taken a bite out of it, is the apple. It is the apple, yeah. And like, oh, like you, you can't leave an apple. Like, oh, I'll have a little bit of that
1: later. By the time you've come back to the other half, it's all gone brown. <laughs> I don't think it still tastes the same, though. I wouldn't worry too much about that. But yeah, the pressure, the pressure to stop those bananas going brown is immense. How often is this happening to you? All the time, all the time, every week. I bought, I I actually bought a bunch the other day and I had to give all but like two of them away. Someone I worked with was like, oh, do you have bananas? I was like, actually, do you know what? Take all of these away. I'm keeping two because I, I know, I know I won't get through more than two before A horrible pressure ensues, and we all know what's going to happen. And I can't get them in the bag. We know what happened there. Mm.
0: Wow, this is a
1: big problem. I mean, okay, so why are
0: you forgetting it? Are you really busy? Is that what's happening?
1: No, it's just that... (laughs) Look, it happens with apples as well all the time. It's just that I've got one of those bags that's got quite a lot of stuff in it. And if I don't see something just sitting there right at the top when I open the bag, I just forget it out of sight, out of mind. I'm completely like that with pretty much everything in my life. Clothes, honestly, I will like, I'll find a bag that I've taken away for a weekend away somewhere and I'll be Mm -hmm. like, oh, I need to use that bag. I'll open it up to pack something else. And then I'll pull out a jumper and I'll go, oh my God. My favourite jumper, my hmm. favourite jumper, and like I haven't, I haven't seen that for six months, and I won't even have noticed. I do, I do that
0: with clothes as well. Like you, they kind of go out of favour, don't they, and they sort of languish, and then you rediscover them, and then you think, oh no, this is my favourite, and I forgot I had it. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah, but that's, that's the it's, thing, with me, they they don't go out of favour. I still completely love them. But if I can't see it, if it's accidentally fallen down or gone to the back of the drawer, it's in a random bag, I will never remember. I'll never remember again for the rest of my life. I'll never remember it. No. no. I might see it unless I see a photo. and I'm like, what happened? Hang on. Hang on. That's my favourite jumper. I love that jumper. Where's that jumper? The worst is that
0: it's gone into prison for so long, yeah, that you you... Forget you had it to the point of buying something that you know you need, yeah, in that wardrobe genre. Mm-hmm. You get it back, then discover that you had one of that genre already that you'd totally forgotten had gone into prison,
1: yeah, yeah, you know? yeah,
0: yeah. And it's like, oh no, I had one. And you bought, you bought like a shirt, for, I don't know, quite expensive shirt. And you go, no, I had one, I'd already solved that problem in my wardrobe. I'd already, you know, oh no, that shirt, oh god, I'd forgotten I had it. And then I've re-bought one that probably isn't that you know quite as good. Oh, that's horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just worried, Chris, that you're you're getting the banana, yeah?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You get that part of the meal of, you know, your packed lunch or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're kind of looking at it going, no, I'll have that later. And you're kind of doing mm-hmm. this forgetful thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so it's entirely your fault, man. I think it is fair to say that, the banana is the final thing I would ever eat in a lunch. It is I'm not jazzed for the banana, which is also no. why I forget it's in the bag because I don't yeah. sit down and think I oh, you know what I've got. No. I've got a banana. You know, it's not like when you got chocolate in your bag, you're, you're like, "Ooh, I know what you're I not, got in my bag." You're not
0: doing musical theatre for the for the remembering the banana at the finish <laughs> of the meal. No, 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 no. Um, so then you see, because that's why I've this has happened to me before. Because um, mm. I've and I, I sort of feel like I'm to blame because I I probably should have given the banana more credence or but you know higher billing in the meal. Why? The- it should be tastier. It's the banana's <laughs> fault. Ah, it's tasty though, isn't it? A banana. It is tasty. No, no. Oh come on! Why are you eating it then? It is to be fair to a banana. It's it's the tastiest of fruits. I'd say
1: i i I, uh, I can't believe you just said that well what's the tastiest fruit then the tastiest of fruits yeah. I imagine i imagine you could eat a cardboard box it'd be tastier than, than a banana the tastiest the tastiest of fruits is the mango no. now i i put the banana i see the banana yeah
0: as the kind of bridge between um between sort of like having to eat a healthy end to the meal and having to eat or, or wanting to eat like a sweet chocolate thing
1: to the meal. And a banana, I almost see like bridges those two Venn diagrams. So after like, a meal, you sometimes think, ooh, yeah. I'd like some dessert. I know what I've got. A banana. Yeah.
0: It's almost, for me, it's almost in like, like having a, you know, a biscuit or a uh, or a chocolate bar. Something what? Like. Almost, Yeah, That is yeah. mad. That, it's, it's
1: I'm not, saying that, but it's, it's for me, it's the fruit that gets closest to that. The tastiest of fruits. It is honestly, I yeah. think it's the least tasty fruit. I think what it is the least tasty. Fruit. Are you eating a plantain? Why are you not saying that
0: like, a banana is sweet? It's so sweet. Like, it's is not is savory.
1: You, 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 have you got plantains in there? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Look, a banana to me is like, It's something I appreciate, but it's like homework. You know, I'm like, right, I've had breakfast. I want to get on my five a day, you know, so I'll have a banana, get some potassium in. You know, it's quite filling a banana. It's a morning thing. It's absolutely part of the morning duty. Um, For me, me, it's homework. Like,
0: it's a lesson at school, yeah? It is a lesson at school made all the more sweeter by the fact that you fancy one of the other, one of your classmates and so you go and you actually like the teacher. So you go say, you know, say if I fancied, you know, Emma Watson in my history class at school, um, it's a, I still am at school. I don't want to be at school. I want to be out um, playing with my mates. But if I have to go to school and go to the history class, which I quite like anyway, because Mrs. Sharp's a great teacher and mm-hmm. Emma Watson is in there, and, you know, I quite fancy Emma in, at that point. And that's for me is the banana. <laughs> what what's your banana
1: what's your banana doing <laughs>
0: well you're saying it's homework yeah for me so i have to if i have to go to school yeah so if i have to eat a piece of fruit after my meal yeah yeah okay. for me, and i'm using i'm using the school metaphor yeah so if yeah. i have to go to school then for me the banana is the history class where i like the teacher and i quite fancy one of the one of my
1: uh, classmates um you're Classmate Emma Watson did very well in Harry Potter, didn't she?
0: Yeah. Um
1: I don't know why I used that name. Oh, I thought it was I didn't, real. Yeah, I didn't okay. know anyone called Watson. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So what so hang on. So what? So you, are you not putting it in? Yeah, we'll
0: get rid of that. We'll put that into Living Room one oh one. I mean, I don't really? want it to happen to me anymore. Yeah, let's let's put it in there. Mm. Because I felt like charity. <laughs> I don't want to leave those pieces of fruit in my bag anymore
1: either. And and I don't want it to happen to you. Um I just and- wish the banana had more respect, you know. The the apple just gets a little bit bruised, but you still eat it. The tangerine and the satsuma, the easy peeler, he, he he's just gonna go hard as a rock. And yeah, of you take him out and then put him in the bin and he'll, he'll clang at the bottom of the bin, you know. Um mm. but the banana Smushed all over your bag and your books and your laptop. I just exactly. wish you'd have more respect. Yeah. It's very disrespectful of Why um, can't it just go hard? Like a like <laughs> a tangerine, you know? Yeah. Like your banana did in history class. Yes. That was exactly. base. I'm sorry about that.
0: Um we don't want to repeat of last week. Um Chris, we've reached the end of our time. Oh yeah yeah and um so um on that bombshell (laughs) um (laughs) of according to you me giving you some charity which i wasn't i genuinely think it should go in yeah okay Um,
1: okay accepted Um, yeah thanks (laughs) oh no um i'm gonna say um goodbye and i'm gonna say a goodbye